And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the household, house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told to them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy and gracious Father, we ask that you would speak a word to us this evening, a word that would bring to us peace. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I have a question for you this evening. How much peace have you experienced this Christmas season? How much goodwill have you given? Has the last month been stress-free or stressful? It seems that this is the season called the season of peace, and yet conflict is all around us. We hear about conflict in the news. We witness it in our workplace and our homes. Disharmony is everywhere, inside and out. Just look at the parking lots around the mall. I was shopping today. <laughs> A lot of conflict. A lot of last-minute shoppers sharing holiday greetings with one another, if you catch my drift. In fact, last Christmas, 
it was last Christmas, I was driving on a Sunday evening, and I was driving to the mall to do a little bit of last-minute shopping, and I accidentally cut someone off. Well, that driver made sure to get beside me and then give me that friendly gesture. Well, when I looked at him and he looked at me, we realized we knew each other. Even worse, he was a member of this congregation. I couldn't wait till the next Sunday. And I say he was a member, actually he still is, I promise. Conflict is all around us. We are in need of peace. If you read the Bible, especially the Old Testament, you see that the people of Israel longed for the day when God would bring his peace, when he would bring his shalom. The prophets spoke about this day. Isaiah wrote, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. David spoke of this day as well when he said, glory will dwell in the land, and righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Or Micah wrote about the coming Messiah, the great shepherd, who would shepherd his people, and then he said, and he shall be their peace. The people of Israel longed for the day when God would bring peace to them. Little did they know that that first Christmas, that's what God was doing. God was fulfilling those words. God was bringing his peace. That's why the angels said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Now, each phrase is so important. Glory to God in the highest means heaven is rejoicing. It means that the angels are singing. It means that the joy is so exciting that it's spilling out of heaven into the streets all the way down to earth. It's glory to God in the highest. The next phrase, and on earth peace, means God is doing a work from heaven to earth. God is coming down. God is reaching down. God is saving his people. God is bringing his shalom. And then that last phrase, goodwill toward men, literally means God's favor. His heart has been turned towards humanity. He loves them. And so when the angel said, glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill towards all men, the angels were really saying, guess what? Heaven is rejoicing. Guess what? The news is spilling out into the streets. Guess what? God is coming to deliver his people. Guess what? God is saving them. He's bringing his shalom because he loves people. He loves humanity. Glory to God in the highest. That's what the angels were singing on that day. And oh, how all of us need to hear these words. Because so many of us doubt if God really loves us, doubts if God is really for us, doubts God's favor towards us. In fact, there is a young woman who wondered if, if God had loved her. She was the mother of, of four. Her marriage was terrible. 
After so many years of bad choices and despairs, she, she finally mustered up the courage to make an appointment with the pastor. At the appointment, she has shared everything that happened, all of her bad mistakes, all the things done to her. With tears running down her eyes, she finally asked, Pastor, does God still love me? What an honest question. What a painful question. Does God still love me? Well, Christmas gives us the answer. Of course God loves you. There is no better sign of God's love, no better proof than the fact that he would become a human. When God became a human, he was saying yes to us, yes to you. He's saying, you matter. I'm going to let the whole universe know. I'm going to let the stars, the sun, the moon, all the heavenly beings, all the angels know that God loves man. God loves humanity. He chose the form of us. He said, you, that's who I want to be like. You, I'm going to take that form to show his great love for you. That's the sign that God Almighty, who created everything, puts on skin, puts on flesh, and says, I'm for you, each one of you. I love you. Even more, by being born in, in a manger in such a humble way, God is proclaiming his love for all people. If God only loved the rich, he'd be born in a palace. If God only loved the educated, he'd be born in a, in a library. But by being born in a manger, God is not only declaring his love for humanity, but he's declaring his love for all of humanity. Rich and poor, educated and not. The Apostle Paul says this, Though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor, so that by his poverty we might become rich. Jesus is our peace. And yet why do we still have conflict? Why do we still have struggle? Why do church members still share friendly gestures with each other. It's because God's peace is not done. Jesus has ushered in God's peace, and yet Jesus' life was filled with conflict. Jesus suffered. He died on the cross. But even in the midst of that suffering, he's bringing about more peace as he brings peace with God the Father. His peace is not yet done. But the good news is that, is that the peace of Christ is greater than our conflict. The peace of Christ is, is greater and truer than our doubt. God's love for us is greater than our hatred. That's the good news. Oh, Reformation and, and friends and everyone who's here on this Christmas Eve, Remember that Jesus is your peace. At his birth, the angels sang it. During his life, he spoke of it. On the cross, he accomplished it. 
And at that last day, on that last day, when he comes back in all his glory, he will come back, and on that last day, there will be no more tears, and no more pain, and no more sorrow, and no more doubt, no more conflict. On that last day, there will be peace, complete, whole peace. Until that day, we pray that God would bring peace to our hearts. We pray that the world would, would stop fighting with each other. There are moments when that happens. But we look forward to that last day when it will all be done. And until that last day, we, we hold close to us the words of the Apostle Paul who said, May the peace of God which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. God loves you. Merry Christmas.